Hello my unapologetic beauties, welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, hosted by yours truly, Natalie Nadine. Unapologetically Her is a podcast created to not only tackle all things female and urban pop culture, but to empower, embrace, and educate the women of today's society. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Her, the podcast that's for her by her. And for today's episode, I am joined by Antoinette, and we're going to be discussing style and confidence. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. So, if welcome. You... <laughs> no problem. Um, for some of y'all who don't know who I am, once again, I am Antoinette. I am a fashion stylist that works with celebrities and emerging talent, as well as brands. I am a sur entrepreneur, so I'm an author. Um, do yeah. events as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wait a minute. This is a long list. I'm loving it. Keep going. <laughs> as well, what else do I do? Oh yeah, and I'm sometimes a fashion designer, so I do design some customized for some of my clients, and then I also do a lot of brand consulting on the side. So a lot of things that I do, but um, one of the biggest things I love doing is working with celebrities and also helping small businesses. So um, what I actually am doing right now is actually in hosting a masterclass that's coming out soon. Um, probably by the time this is out the math classes are already going to be there but i'm doing some replays so if you all want to get onto that um this is just teaching yes. you all how to be style and confident as well as use your personal style to attract your audience so y'all can go follow me on instagram it's underscore antoinette johnson as well as antoinette j styles and we can and y'all can go and get the replay and just learn some gems honestly um i'm just so excited to be here today Thank you so much for having me here to talk welcome guys <laughs> Honestly, girl, first of all, your resume, that, that that's a whole list portfolio. Yeah, I probably missed a couple, <laughs> I missed a couple of things, but that's usually how, like, because <laughs> I also do, I have a podcast on the side as well. Like, I do so much. Like, I can't even keep myself most of the time, so. I'm sorry, you said you missed a couple things? Yeah, like, I do podcasts and, like, sometimes public speaking when it's, like, opportunity arises. And, yeah, like, I just do a little bit of, like, everything. <laughs> I, I think I lost track after, like, five things. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I'm a Gemini and we like to do so many things at once. So when I have an idea, I have to, like, always take it on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and multiple streams of income as an entrepreneur you should have multiple streams of income so yeah <laughs> that's like literally me in like a very small <laughs> who I am but yeah you know what I absolutely love I love to see especially young women young black women out there doing their thing like you said multiple streams of income there is businesses left right and center girl <laughs> build your empire what that's I feel what like I'm, I'm doing something wrong no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> like what honestly you're doing great trust me like honestly oh. you don't oh. need to be like me and have multiple businesses and be fine you can have one business and do it amazing so honestly that part like, it really just depends on who you are i just like to do a lot of things because i'm interested in a lot of things and mm -hmm. like i like to make stuff happen especially for people of color because i am a black plus size woman and there isn't really a space in this, especially in the fashion industry so i just like to make some waves some pathways um break glass ceilings or whatever <laughs> yes uh Oh my God. See, I like that. And this is not, aside from all the questions I'm about to ask you later, but I like the fact that you were creating your own space, which is something that a lot of us have to do these days. 
So oh, that you took yeah. it upon yourself to do that. And you're not waiting for someone to give it to you. Yeah. Like I think I started my first business when I was, yeah, 19 and I'm 22 now. So I started my first business, which was my event business at 19. And I literally had to like bang on doors and ask brands to like sponsor my events or bang doors and ask work with celebrities or bang, <laughs> or bang doors and get sales happening. And like, yeah. I literally had to create my own space. I think a lot of people don't realize when you start a business, um, one of the biggest things you have to do is you have to create your own space because there's already a business out there that's similar to yours. The difference between them and you is that they're not you. So you're going to market your business differently and you have to figure out a way to insert yourself in certain industries, especially if you work in the fashion, mm-hmm. even if you're creative, period. If you're creative and you're an entrepreneur, you literally have to like bang on the door and be like, I'm here, <laughs> let me in or like create your own table. So like, and bring those people on your table because like how Tyler Perry says that your lives are dependent on other people. So build your own table, something along those lines, but yeah. Mm. Oh, I girl, you, we even get into the podcast yet and you're already talking <laughs> gems and inspiring people. <laughs> Listen. This, see, this, I keep telling people, and I think I've said this probably the last three episodes straight, but this is why I love interviewing people, especially on something that they're passionate about, where they can teach people on, because this, girl, you just inspired a whole new wave of people. I am here for it. <laughs> oh my God, thanks. Yes. Now, mind you, what's even more inspiring, because I am now about to be like 25, so even like, it's not that much of an age gap, but to see like younger females doing their thing, I'm like, girl... I, I wish I was you at 19. Shoot. Honestly, I think it's because, you know, social media was like a big part of like me becoming an entrepreneur because my first job was at retail at Urban Planet. I was like, I used to work for myself. So at like 15, I was like, yeah, this this working for people lifestyle is not for it. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of like these social media influencers and people who started like their own businesses at young age, like came up and like, I kind of just watched them and I was like, well, if they can do it, like... <laughs> it's going to be so easy for me to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how like, I was like really inspired by young girl bosses from like my generation and then like carrying that out with my stuff. But yeah. <laughs> I love that. So again, off, off topic, but is it something that you actually went to school for or were you self-taught? Okay. So I actually did get accepted into Humber College for um, fashion management. I went for three years. Um, a lot of stuff happened, like a lot of like depressing episodes and like mm-hmm. posture syndrome. So I ended up dropping out, but that didn't stop me from doing fashion per se, because while I was in school and this started in high school, I yeah. guess I was been an entrepreneur since I was 16. Cause I actually started blogging when I was 16. So I had a blog and me blogging so much tend to me to get into my events and then for my event it made me decide to write my first book and then I got into styling due to a person that I knew um he liked my outfit at an event <laughs> and he was like hey are you stylist and I lied through my teeth and I was like yeah I am like I was I was a stylist but like I, I was gonna give up on it <laughs> so I was like yeah like I'm a stylist and he was like I have a sheet coming up like style the looks and I was like all right, buddy, <laughs> like, let's do it. So from all of those opportunities, it got me landed into um, New York Fashion Week. I did some celebrity styling when I was over there and then um, worked with a couple of artists here and there in the city. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
got into reality TV. Like I just uh, worked with an artist. She was in a reality TV show called Dance Hall Divas. It's like super big in Jamaica as well as um, like in a little bit in North America. Like it was shown like internationally in Nigeria, Jamaica, Caribbean, like everywhere basically. But like I don't really talk about that. And then um, what else have I done? Oh yeah, and also to like Remy Style from New York Fashion Week. Recently worked mm-hmm. with Urban Planet for their e-com styling. Like I've <laughs> in like this short three-year span, I'm working my butt off, I think. But yeah. Yeah. It's clearly paying off. How do you mean? First of all, it see it's nothing wrong with a little white life. There is nothing wrong because that took you places. Just make sure yeah. when you do it, you can live up to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be on here. Say, well, Antoinette told me to like, no, she didn't. No, I didn't. No, she I didn't. Said I was a stylist, but I, I was giving up on it. So then I was like, you know, like. There was truth to the lie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Your backstory is already inspiring me. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> so before we get to the questions, how have you been when it comes to COVID? Like, how have you been handling this? Um, I honestly, and I tell everybody, I've been pivoting so much, especially because my field is mostly like an in-person feel. Like mm-hmm. my events are live events. So we do it in a whole event space and everything. When oh. I'm styling, it's like, yeah, it's like in person. Like everything I do is in person. So I had to transition all of that to online. And that was a one hell of a process. But mm-hmm. um, it went really, really well. Um, when it started the pandemic, I was actually working a full-time job as well as doing all this other stuff on the side. Um, I got fired from it. And mm-hmm. I decided to like do this basically full-time. So I've been doing this full-time since the end of August for like almost six months now. And oh, wow. like, a lot of rewards. <laughs> a lot of rewards came out from this. I got to like do whatever I want I got to like be the entrepreneur that I want to be I had more time to do what I need to do mm-hmm. um, I also worked with like amazing people like I worked with Urban Planet last month that was when I just recently did that gig for their e-commerce I worked on a couple music videos as well as like I'm making a master class now yes <laughs> so like I literally just pivot everything online. Like that's literally what I've been doing. I mm. I don't like to sit there and do nothing. That's not what I do. It no. makes me comfortable. I've been like that my entire life. I have to always be doing something because that's the type of person that I am. So I just kind of been doing like a little bit of thing here and there. And all yeah. That stuff. I think I always, I always repeat this quote um, from a video I saw with um, singer Shantae Moore, where she always says she heard a quote herself where this is the time that you will never get back. So this is the time to either perfect your hustle, find a new hustle, perfect your craft, start a project, finish a project. Like we've had so much time now where it's like, if you did not take advantage of this time, then you kind of do lack the discipline. You kind of do lack the focus. Now there's some people who are going hard before the pandemic. So maybe this is your time to rest. But if you are someone who has all these ideas and all these projects, take this time, perfect them, finish them, do them. And this is a great example of that. Like you took this time to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe this was God's sign of telling me this job is not for you. Now it's time for you. I'm giving you this moment to go do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this pandemic can really either make you or break you. And I'm glad to see that you're making something out of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I do encourage for people who do suffer from mental health. You do guys need to need to take a breather as well. But like, mm-hmm. yes, also at the same time, like 
if you have all these ideas in your head, like this is like the perfect time to be doing that. Like just do it. Like everything is happening digitally. You can find a way to turn that thing that's like physical to digital. So always just make sure that like pivot. Pivot is yes. so important. Absolutely. And aside from COVID, how have you been doing just otherwise in general? I've been doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've just been mm. doing good. Like I literally just been sitting here because I have like a lot of content under my belt right now so I'm just waiting for all that to be released as well as trying to like make other stuff happen behind the scenes for me and all that stuff because during um before the new year I decided that I want to strictly work with celebrities and Mm -hmm. brands so it's me just pivoting from my personal styling personal shopping type of aspects to like working with celebrities and brands so yeah like I just been like I keep talking about business like no all I do is my business I think and breathe this so everything is like good like (laughs) I girl this is I'm telling you this is your episode this is your time plug yourself let people know about you don't worry (laughs) unapologetically hurt talk your truth talk your truth I just been I just been working and I and I love that like I love what I do so like it doesn't even feel like work half the time so and you yeah. can hear the passion through your voice which I love it yes <laughs> oh. now my first main question for you is why is it important for young women to know and understand the correlation between style and confidence um I think style and confidence kind of go hand in hand um just because when it comes to confidence you won't be um you won't be able to have good style or have the world perceive you have good style without confidence if you're not confident in what you're wearing or how you look or who you are or anything and this is not even just when it comes to outfits this is literally just coming to yourself if you're not confident with who you are you are not going to shine that personality or that outfit that you're wearing because your style is a reflection of your personality and who you are and you want to show who you are to the people. So if you're not confident in who you are, then no one's not going to notice you because confidence is like your next best thing when it comes to style. So like they really correlate, like they super duper mesh together because I think of my style um, in terms of my journey as being a stylist and just like my personal style. Like I used to be so self-conscious about my stomach. I used to be so self-conscious about um yeah mostly my stomach and I didn't want to wear crop tops for a while but because everything crop tops are in trend and they're so mm-hmm. cute and I'm a fashion girl <laughs> I'm yeah. a fashion girl I'm gonna wear these regardless so me wearing crop tops a lot and then me just pushing my brownies because I wanted to wear like what the skinny girls were wearing per se I, it kind of like maybe pushed myself to be more confident in my style and who I am mm-hmm. so like it really like it really depends on how your journey is with your personal style most people work on themselves first before pushing out um their personal style but I kind of just did both at the same time so um it really depends but it really meshes together um I think confidence is so important but you can't be confident without with yourself without loving yourself so love yourself okay that part love is so important y'all don't understand (laughs) you don't (laughs) Go oh, preach it. Like, um, self-love can change everything for you. And um, when it came to my self-love journey, it kind of, like, fashion was really there heavily, but I had to learn to love myself regardless without the fashion. So if you... Hmm, how do I even explain this? <laughs> um, if you can't love yourself, the higher you love anyone else. And... Yes. 
like that's like so important or like how can you do anything you want to do in terms of your business or anything without you being secure with who you are if you're not secure with who you are or with yourself things are going to go badly for you and this is from a person who's an entrepreneur I started my business when I was 19 and I was in like the worst phase of my life <laughs> like mm-hmm. the worst phase I was not doing well in school I had a huge traumatic event that like completely changed my life and yeah. um like I didn't want to be on this earth no more. And it really took a toll on my mental health. And the only thing that saved me was me blogging back in the time. But because I loved blogging so much, I had to like work on my inner self and how to heal from those situations. So you have to fix yourself before you can do anything else. Mm-hmm. That not includes like your style. It includes marriage, it includes your job, it includes who what else? It, it kind of just includes everything. Yeah, it really does. Like, I don't think people don't understand the importance of loving thyself. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Like, I think that's a, yeah. Just love yourself. Like, I think that's the most important thing. Where we always hear it, we preach it, but you have to practice what you preach. You have to really take a step back and be like, okay, before you can give yourself to someone else, make sure you are whole. Yeah. Make sure you love everything. So if someone comes to you and be like, oh, I really like that about you, you can be like, well, you can step that's what i'm saying like put the step in because i like who i am and that's it like mm -hmm. so um once you get that self-love part in control your confidence is going to shine through and once your confidence shines through then your personal style is going to shine through and it kind of it does kind of like all come comes in line but it meshes together so well and Mm -hmm. yeah that's (laughs) that was a long first question but no that's good I think uh, that's something that a lot of people need to hear. So I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but once like you put everything, like all that together, then style and confidence kind of just meshes together. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. It definitely, it definitely goes hand in hand. And I feel, I think I've even noticed that with myself, even back in the day and even till now where it's like, okay, Sometimes you kind of just, even I feel personally with style, with like if you kind of have a bummy, sloppy day, it is like you don't really see the personality. You don't really have that, even that energy. It affects your energy and just like your mentality. But mm-hmm. those days when I actually, like, you know, I'm going to just put a little extra effort in and step it up. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like, just who's that girl? That's what I'm saying. Hand in hand, hand in hand. <laughs> so, my next question for you is, what and who inspires your sense of fashion and how did you gain your confidence? What is something that you've, was it something that you always had? You kind of touched on that before, but how did you get to that point? Um, well, my mom, <laughs> I always mention my mom when it comes to that question, because she was like a whole style icon herself. She oh, actually cool. wanted to be a fashion designer and then she had me and then was like, yeah, let me stop and take care of my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, she used to dress me and my sister up like, all the time we used to wear like matching school uniforms every time we went to a birthday party me and my sister were matching clothing always looking fly my mom always looked fly she always had like these bunch of fashion magazines in the bathroom so I always just used to read them so like my first sense of style or how I got my sense of style was probably from my mom <laughs> and then that's that. kind of like yeah like she's kind of like the true inspiration and then it kind of just kind of like evolved from there um I used to love you, Saint Laurent in high school. He's mm-hmm. still one of my favorite designers to this day. Laquan Smith is like a huge major inspiration just because like my style is more towards the sexier side and he kind of emulates that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like my my journey with my confidence really like really started when I was like 15, 16, and I was just like really stressed and sad and depressed because you know childhood trauma stuff happened and yeah. it was kicking gears when I started dating this guy. And um, I had to really learn myself in that relationship and t- like um, gave me an aspect of like how to be confident in myself as well as be in a relationship. So I think my confidence journey really started there. And like being, being confident in your journey of self-love is always going to be ever constant thing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some days that you don't like yourself, but you have to be okay with that. Because at the end of the day, you still love who you are, regardless of those bad days. So, um, yeah, like, <laughs> it's just like an ever-constant thing at this point, like, yeah. and stuff. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm just here for the ride for it at this point. <laughs> yeah, of course. At the end of the day, like I said, you're still at a young age where it can still always change. It can evolve. But I love the fact that you've had that homegrown representation through your mom having her style like you and your sisters and you kind of grew up with that. So it was like always instilled within you, but now you kind of reached that point where, okay, like I could actually break through my own door with it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh girl. Yes. Oh, that just touched a soft spot. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question for you is we hear the term imposter syndrome a lot lately. Can you explain to us what that is? Like, what does the term mean and what triggers it for some people? Um, so and imposter syndrome is basically like an overwhelming feeling of doubt or like you just haven't felt like you reached a certain point despite you succeeding in whatever field or thing that you have in your life that you're doing mm-hmm. um i think a lot of people who have imposter syndrome i think everybody especially women <laughs> oh us females we suffer through that a lot and i think a lot of reason due to it is because we've always been in the back burner for so long so psycho- yes. like um, psychologically, the media put in our head that we were only good to doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And because we were only good for doing certain things for so long, a lot of us are now turning into CEOs. A lot of us are now running businesses and doing all of that stuff. And this is like a new head ground, especially for millennials and Gen Zs. We're really starting businesses up here, especially the females and um this is like the first time that we're ever seeing a whole bunch of female bosses and this is an unfamiliar territory for us as well so um they're seeing somebody else who might be winning in their field and you're just like oh wow like i feel like i'm not doing enough Mm -hmm. and then they just get scared like what if this is not for me and stuff like that and blah 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 i just think when it comes to imposter syndrome you really have to be fighting that daily and you have to really think about what else would you rather do besides this? Because if you can do something else than this, then this feel is not for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you can keep the, you can push the step in, but like, if you really um, want to do this, if you really want to be like, for me, if I want to really, really want to be a stylist, is there anything else that I want to see myself that I can see myself doing? And I sat there since I was 15 and I was like, I can't do anything else. (laughs) Like Mm. I don't have a plan B. Unfortunately I don't, but like, I can't see myself doing anything else. Like, yeah. You want me to go to school for nursing? I'm like, listen, I would have dropped out in a semester. So, um, (laughs) push the step in. Like Mm -hmm. we got to keep doing our thing. I think a lot of us, I feel like when it comes to imposter syndrome, I feel like it's always going to be there. It's just depending on how are you going to fight that yeah. imposter syndrome. Um, 
in whatever field that you're doing. Um, I just think us females, we need to be strong. We need to be so strong because when it comes to entrepreneurships or building businesses, this is technically a male-dominant industry. And we're still trying to push our way into glass ceilings. Like recently, I think the CEO of Bumble became the first um, public shared business. Yeah. And and the CEO is a female. So like this is like the first time that's ever happened. Why is this the first time that's happened? And we still have low counts of CEOs in major corporations. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for us, we just have to think about who, why are we doing this and who are we doing this for? Yeah. I think most of us, I do this because I'm trying to teach people how to love their bodies, who they are through fashion, because that's how I learn how to love my bodies through fashion. Mm-hmm. I want to make a safe space in the fashion community for people of color as well as plus size people mm-hmm. to be okay and still be fashionable in who they are in a creative space. So that's why I decided to do my business in the first place. And oh. I have to keep reminding myself, that's why I did this business for. Yeah. It's for people who are not confident in their skin. It's the people who don't feel like they deserve to be in the spotlight in the industry because of, oh, I'm a black girl or I weigh like 300 pounds. Like that's mm-hmm. what I do that for. I don't do this to see, to watch my competitors like lose their business or anything. I, I don't care for that. It is on the table for everybody. So you just have to think about why you do this in the first place as an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's kind of answer. Ooh. Oh, well, you actually kind of touched on my next question for you when I said, <laughs> when I said, um, why do you think um, it's usually women, but in terms of why do you think it's especially in the workplace? Oh, I think because the workplace is usually like such a male dominant spaces. All the CEOs and like the people who are usually in like the big seats are like males. And mm-hmm. a lot of things what males do is that they kind of push the ideas of women and they don't really listen to the women in the workplace. So as females, we have to push or like try to persuade away that we can be seen hurt in the workplace mm-hmm. without, fail- without failing that man's ego. Because men got a big ego. And if we sit there and be like, I'm sir, like, this is not how we're doing it. Like, they're going to be like, uh-uh-uh, you're yeah. the female. Why are you acting like this? While, you- while you're here to do a job. Yes. So it's really hard, especially if you're a woman of color, to be yourself at the workplace. <laughs> because nope, you have 100%. to act- speak and, and I used to work in corporate and I did not like that for that specific reason because I was forever myself in the workplace and these people did not like that so <laughs> mm. um, you just won't be able to be yourself you have to be like somebody completely different that's in the status of like a white man's head yes <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be like disrespectful or anything but those are usually who's on the top so yep. um just learning still learning how to be yourself in the workplace while still carrying grace and professionality professionalism mm-hmm. is like really hard because these you want to give these ideas to a company but they don't value as an employee and they're probably just giving using you there for a diversity check but <laughs> yes, and that's something that you won't hear a lot of people admit to but yeah, exactly, exactly. But you you have good ideas, but they don't want to hear your good ideas because of who you are. Mm-hmm. So in the workplace for females, if for people who still work in the workplace and want to continue working in the workplace, I just think you have to learn how to carry yourself in a dignity. But don't forget to stand up for yourself because we're not going to be disrespected here. No. That's what we're not doing. We mm-hmm. ain't doing none of that. It's 2021. 
a lot of stuff happened in 2020. We ain't doing that. Right. So y'all need to learn how to stand for yourself, but also carry yourself in professionalism and grace as well. Because if you act out, ooh, they mm. will not like that you're acting out. Especially for my black females, they'll call us ghetto. They'll call us ratchet. They'll try to fire us. We we need yep. we ain't doing that. Or if you don't like being in the corporate space so much, start your own business. Become yeah. their competitors. You can be the next Bill Gates. Okay. Mm. You can be the next Oprah Winfrey for all I care. Right. Okay. If you have the idea, just do it. But like if you want to work in the workplace, then there's some certain ways you have to carry yourself and like diligently and whatever. <laughs> It's one thing. Make sure you know how to care. If you're going to do in the workplace, and I'm speaking based on experience, if you're going to carry yourself in the workplace, I'm like you where I'm still me. I don't really care who you are. I'll be respectful, but I'll still be me. And I've had, and this is like going a little off topic, but I've had this situation with the manager before where mm-hmm. tried to fire me because I was right. And my thing is when you're in the workplace, be yourself, but also know your rights yes know your rights as an associate know your rights make sure you know if they're going to fight you you know how to fight back Mm -hmm. know your your labor workforce laws human resources laws listen i did not take law class in high school and college for nothing you got y'all gonna know your shits okay you have to have to because these employers will try you they'll disrespect you they will disrespect you and you don't want to be disrespected. It's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. And this is why a lot of people, I think, especially during this time, really realize during this pandemic that there's no point working for these people who don't care about you. And which is why they started their own businesses. Mm-hmm. So should I tell them who started their own businesses and realize that their bosses were crap? Because I realized at a young age and that's why I <laughs> decided to be an entrepreneur. But like, you know what? It's never too late. Okay? It's not. It's really not. Like, <laughs> I'm laughing be like, you know what? You know, sorry to any employer, former employer, but we just speaking facts. We just are. They, they nothing, it's nothing wrong with that. Like, you nope. know, it, it's just, this is a common issue in the workplace. And like, everyone seems like, <laughs> like, it is what it is. Like, if you, and thing is, people know it, but they ignore it. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to play nice. They're trying to like brown nose or whatever. No do be you do you be it that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> so my next question for you is and what ways can women build their self-esteem and if you can only give one tip that they can take away from this episode and use it on a daily what would it be do positive affirmations do them do them do them do them do them <laughs> i hear about this too explain that too so Positive affirmations is basically you're just basically repeating all this good stuff towards you every single day, daily. Um, what do you want to manifest in your life? Like all of that stuff. And like this really helped change my mindset when I was like super depressed. I was reading this book called You Are a Badass by Jen Siriano. Mind me if I've got her last name wrong, but she was talking about positive affirmations and actually doing them. And she was like, pick a time in the day and say them daily so i actually have an alarm on my reminders from my phone and it actually has oh. my screen, and mm-hmm. i have one on right now and it says i am so when 10 o'clock comes i'm repeating i am beautiful i'm strong i'm worthy i'm gonna become the next millionaire in my family or the first one um just speaking a lot of stuff into my life and then i have a second one that says i will 
and that gives me a lot of like manifestations that I want to do what I want to become and stuff like that and that has really done some wonders in my life <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm so con- like it turned me to someone who's so sad to a person who's like so secure in who I am like I don't see no problems with who I am that much anymore the only thing that I'm really doing now is working on becoming a better me so taking accountability for stuff that I'm doing, taking, um, trying to realize what I'm doing wrong and seeing how I can fix that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people say that me being a Gemini, <laughs> I'm crazy and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm crazy, but I'm aware Gemini. So I'm aware of what I, <laughs> you know, I'm aware of what I do mm-hmm. and I try to fix those wrongs and try and become a better person. So I won't make those same mistakes with that, with a different person again, because I don't want to be a shitty person (laughs) so um just taking accountability and just always like speaking positivity in your life speaking positivity to your life will really do some wonders guys like um there has been so many people who have done this and it has completely changed their lives start doing them um you can even start with saying i'm beautiful uh, or being like i love my thighs i love my belly i love my stomach or say i love the fact that how intelligent i am i love the fact that how i do this like just speaking all this type of love will will change your your mentally um in your head and mm-hmm. will shift you from a negative headspace to a positive headspace so um even when the time is tough like always do them you may be crying in tears and still be sad but you'll feel a little bit better trust me yeah (laughs) i guess yeah speaking positive affirmations is like the biggest goal i'll take that you guys i really hope you take from this episode um another thing um um well for me i always just like wear nice clothes like that always boosts my confidence everywhere that i go Mm -hmm. i always like to push my limits with my outfits um that's another thing that i do um Go for walks. Go for walks. Um, having like a clean thinking air and you're just thinking about things while you're walking can like really give you like a fresh air. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. What else do I do? Yeah, no, no. Um, meditate. Go ahead. Meditate. I meditate a lot, and that really keeps me calm and centered. Um, I love doing that and listening to music or if y'all have like a religion like pray to your god or your your your, your thing that you pray to like um like literally because spirituality really does help people with comfort it's like a proven thing so mm-hmm. um pray to your god pray to Allah. Oh, oh gosh lord please forgive me Allah mm-hmm. or like all that stuff like y'all go pray to your gods <laughs> okay yes. That's also another thing. But yeah, that's kind of odd. I, I'm trying to think of like three million things. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like the positive affirmations. And I feel like, again, there's so many things that you start to hear a lot of lately. And I feel like that's one of them. But I like the idea with the alarm clock. Yes. I just decided to like set a time. And like they say it's like every day. So no matter if I say like I already did it, like it's going to come back the next day. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to look at it and like, like I have like it's on my laptop too so it's actually I'm actually looking at it right now as we speak but um it'll just be like I am and I'll be like I am beautiful I'm strong I'm yeah like, I just keep seeing those words you just kind of finish the sentence off kind of thing yeah basically mm-hmm. oh, oh y'all we gotta try that yes self-love challenge y'all y'all put no for real 
put a recording that says, um, put a reminder on your phone if you have an iPhone. I don't know what Androids have, but be like, I am, or I will, or I love, and then just kind of like go and set time for a specific time of the day that you're not really that busy. Yeah. Do them every single day. It will change your com- life completely. Trust me. Oh, girl. Yes. Uh, yes. No, I'm telling you, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that starting today and just be like, get into it (laughs) i know if you guys are just listening to this i'm just like you know in a world right now kind of just vogue and just be like i am (laughs) (laughs) if you're watching this then you're welcome for the visual (laughs) so my next question for you is how do you help women be more confident through style because you said like you do like a lot of styling and then like build self-confidence so how do you personally help people um so Ooh. So when I first worked at Additional, that's where I did all the confidence, like stuff and whatever. Um, a lot of the clients who come to me will always tell me they don't like a certain body part showing. Um, one of the mostly, what I say is like, why don't you not like it? And they kind of like explain to me and I kind of just speak love to them. And I'm just like, listen, like your arms are beautiful. Like, I love the way your legs look. Like you look so good in this. I always try to push my customers to go out their boundaries without them feeling subconscious in themselves as well. So at the end of the day, they want to be comfortable in how they look as well as look good. So even though I'm speaking love and being like, your arm looks beautiful and stuff and whatever, I may try to like um, push them into limit and have them wear like a top that I'm wearing if they don't yeah. like their arms and then have like a cute little jean and stuff and whatever. So like just kind of like slowly pushing them because um, one of the things of the stylist is that we always try to push fashion barriers onto our clients mm-hmm. without them feeling uncomfortable in what they're wearing. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's kind of like one of the things that I do. I love speaking love to my clients. I really do. Um, I think that also changes. I think the only reason why I do that is because when I used to work at Additional and when I used to do a lot of the styling back in the change rooms, um, I had to do a lot of that. <laughs> And because most is because my clients were mostly plus size and they're older. So they never, they weren't lucky to have social media and have to see these women who are just like plus size and like we're rocking nice stuff. And they, yes. they still think they can't do that. And some of them are just trying to start doing that for the first time and they're all in their mid forties. So like, it's literally like, wow. like speaking love and like pushing them to wear stuff. It's kind of how, like how I did it. And then I kind of just brought it in when I became stylist full, <laughs> full time. It's just like, absolutely. Yeah. And like, you kind of took what you learned there from them. It's like, thank you, corporate world. And I'm going to put it into my own Period. thing. That's what you do. <laughs> yes. Oh, but I know. I love how you brought that over though. That's really good. That's actually um, not only a really good skill, but that shows how you really, um what's it empath empathize yes with your clients and with your customers yeah because i think a lot of the clients especially personal styling um they're really insecure about how they look and stuff and they just want to still feel good but still want to cover their arms and stuff like that and it's like you can't progress with your style without breaking a little bit of a barrier each outfit that you wear yeah break them all but like we're going to take little baby steps, like super duper baby steps, but we're going to do it. <laughs> yes. You kind of just take, you know, step by step, be like, we don't want to throw them into the deep end, but here, we're going to work our way from the shallow and then we'll make our way in. Exactly. Kind of thing. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, girl, I love that. And I think that's what we need more of, whether you're working that retail nine to five, whether you're on your own, you really have to understand who your client is and bring your personal self to them. And I think same thing. That's one of the things I learned working in retail as well, like work for Hudson's Bay. So you have all different kinds of people coming in worked for both like men's department and ladies department. And you have those customers, like you said, they don't have social media or they're not really connected with it to see how their styles have like changed above how people mm -hmm. who look like them can still dress a certain way and be completely fly with it, have the confidence. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you can kind of integrate personal with social media with today's demographic whether it be from like the baby boomers to generation Z. So yes, girl, <laughs> mm, put it to use. I love it. <laughs> so my next question for you is, have you seen a shift lately in a way that women go to work and carry themselves? If so, has it been more positive or negative? Um, I think so. Oh, the main business trend. Oh gosh, the main fashion trend is coming into the spring summer season. It's actually business casual. Mm -hmm. So basically, a lot of us have been inside <laughs> for basically a year now, and um, I think um, a lot of the transitions we lately had to go from like corporate corporate looks to like dressing up only for Zoom meetings, and then you could just wear sweatpants and your PJs for work. Um, so, <laughs> which is why I was saying business casual is really exactly, I'm wearing, listen, I'm wearing pajamas myself in this meeting. <laughs> we have no shame. Literally from like our chest up, like we just have to look presentable and anything else, that's it. We done, like we ain't trying to dress up in the bottoms. So, um, a lot of things business casual is becoming a super huge wave but it's always been a wave but it's coming in stronger now because of the mm -hmm. zoom we have to have at home so um i think a lot of women are trying to learn how to look good for their zoom meetings but also stay casual and true themselves um so i have done picked up some clients who need help with like styling transitions for like zoom meetings and stuff like that um yeah, I just think like business casual is is the trend now, and we really transition from like super corporate dressings to like just we 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 could be casual because we at home. You ain't gonna tell me what to dress at my house. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna still be respectful in the Zoom call. So, uh, I th yeah, just like a balance of like just being either super casual or business casual is like really a thing right now. Yeah. Okay. See, business casual, I can go with. Oh, I'm having to go back to work soon. I'm going to get into that. That sounds like my kind of fashion. We're like just the right amount of effort and look, but not too over the top, but not too just that. Exactly. But. And I think because a lot of things are starting to open up again, we we going to see because we in Toronto. So <laughs> we keep extending it for God knows what reason. But um, I know everywhere else is kind of open right now. And I think that, can, that trend is going to continue in because a lot of us probably don't even have work close that fit us anymore because we've been inside for so long. So yep. that, that casual work look is going to transition to when we're going back outside again. So I think work casual might be like a really huge thing mm -hmm. once again when stuff opens up as well. No, I can get on that trend then. Sure, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question for you is because we talk a lot about style and you also talked about like words of affirmation and stuff like that. 
But aside from those, what is one thing women can do to boost our self-esteem on a daily? Is there something else you would recommend? Mm-hmm. Do a lot of self-care. Like, read a book. If you want to watch TV, watch TV. Um, I think a lot of us, especially our entrepreneurs, <laughs> we <laughs> overwork ourselves and we don't know how to balance self-care. So self-care is so important because at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of yourself, ain't nobody else going to be doing that for you. So yes. you got to like pamper yourself when needed or when, when you schedule the time, like just, just pamper yourself. Um, give yourself some self-care. Go get your nails done if that's part of yourself. That's a definite part of my self-care. If outside was open, oh my gosh, my nails would be so done right now. But... <laughs> Mm. Ah, um take a bubble bath like literally like self-care is one of the things that can help boost your self-esteem because you feel pampered because you're taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. um is another thing that you can do as well oh i like yes self-care 100 percent. and i think now if you can take this time even after you listen to this episode on the weekend take the time and just be like you know what Phone's going to be on do not disturb. You're not replying to no emails, no going out. Just focus on you. Mm-hmm. Just take that one day a week, bi-weekly, even if you don't have that kind of time, fine, once a month. But take that time to really just put that love and care back into yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, my final question, but also my favorite question. What does it mean to be unapologetically Antoinette? Oh my gosh. Um, mm-hmm. Old, exciting, <laughs> um, fashionable, trendy. I'm also a huge nerd. I love comic books and the MCU. <laughs> so being a little bit of a nerd on the side as well as um, just just hang out with my friends as well or like mm-hmm. just reading a book like um, or laughing at a TikTok. <laughs> um literally oh there's so many different aspects of me or just being like openly who I am like openly showing the world who I am I think a lot of reasons why I love what I do is that I'm literally being myself in my business Mm -hmm. and that always carries out and I'm really always unapologetically myself so um (laughs) yeah like just being like fearless in everything that I do fearless and never giving up um despite everything like I still rise so um (laughs) that's literally what all apologetic Antoinette means yeah it it can literally mean a lot of things to me yeah but that's like your main points oh girl still you rise still you rise Oh my gosh, I feel like time just flew by from us because this has been a fun episode. My my girl, you need to come back. Come back. Come back. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, I don't know, but if you are, (laughs) this concludes today's episode of Unapologetically Her. Antoinette, thank you once again. And before we go, tell everyone again your social medias, where they can find you, send you a check, watch back your masterclass. Like, girl, plug yourself one more time. Okay, y'all. So y'all can follow me on Instagram at underscore Antoinette Johnson, as well as Antoinette J Styles. It's mostly my style page. Um, y'all can go follow me on Facebook, Antoinette J Styles, as well as Twitter. I think it's Antoinette 
John underscore. So y'all can hit me up there. If y'all want to DM me some questions or like hit me for my services, y'all, y'all can definitely do that. Um, thank you so much for having me here today. I had so much fun chatting with you and everything. Oh, thank <laughs> you. It, my pleasure. It was an honor. This is why I say, I always said, and I'm going to repeat this every single episode. I love doing the podcast like this, hearing different voices, hearing different stories, sharing your knowledge with a, probably a new audience of women. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And once again, thank you all for listening. So if you want to hear from Antoinette again, or if you have any comments, questions, or podcast topics, hit me up on social media at unapologetically her on Instagram and at unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. Also, don't forget, you can listen to the podcast on various streaming platforms, which also includes, oh, includes, includes, <laughs> oh, tongue tied, SoundCloud and YouTube by searching Unapologetically Her Podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully you tune in for a new episode and yeah, like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever. Much love. Peace, you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.